0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking of Minds podcast. This episode talks about some of the common cognitive biases that happen in in the share market. Cognitive biases that can affect our decision-making processes or our decisions when we engage in trading or investment or in general, uh, you know, uh, cognitive biases that could affect our financial decisions. Uh, most of these uh, cognitive biases have been researched in the areas of uh, behavioral economics and behavioral finance, and uh, some of the pioneers in these studies, including Professor Kahneman and his uh, colleagues, they all belong to the behavioral finance field. Uh, some, the research on cognitive biases are uh, continuously evolving uh, every day, and new insights are generated every now and then. We'll talk about some of the important cognitive biases that happen in the share uh, market, uh, you know, in the with regard to our decisions in the share market. Perhaps the most general one uh, and, and the most important one is something called a loss aversion. Loss aversion is the pain, uh, you know, it says that the pain experienced due to a loss is mostly, you know, twice more powerful than the pleasure for a similar amount of profit. So the pain that you experience when you lose 100 rupees is twice uh, than the happiness or the pleasure that you get when when you gain 100 rupees. So that's the amount of discomfort that we have with losses. And because of this you know in order we, we we are always on the lookout of avoiding losses than getting profits uh, even though it may seem the other way around for us but most of our decisions the unconscious decisions or the cognitive processes that happen in our brain are uh, anchored towards avoiding losses than getting uh, profits and This loss aversion can have an effect on many other cognitive biases as well. Uh, One of the major such cognitive biases is something called endowment effect. So an endowment effect happens when an individual places a higher value uh, on an object uh, because of the reason that they have, they are holding it or or because uh, we, uh, it is when we place a disproportionate value to something just because we own it. Uh, because we are of, you know, we we are the owner of that thing, and uh, this endowment effect may cause us to. Uh, you know, not sell off some shares which uh, which may uh, you know which may give us losses in the future, because you know uh, we we are attached to them because they, you know we own them, and loss aversion can be a major component of uh, causing the endowment effect and thereby making it difficult for us to sell something that is going to cost us. Another major you know major cognitive bias is uh, something called a sunk cost fallacy. Uh, it is uh, when we stay invested or we, when we invest more in something because we have already invested something into it not because of any other reason or the most important reason for for us to invest in something or stay invested in something is the reason that we have already invested it. We can think of it like, uh, you know, going to a, a restaurant and orders, ordering something and even if you don't uh, like the food at all, we keep, uh, you know, we try to finish the food because we have already, uh, you know, spent some effort, some time and even, you know, some money on it. And because of this uh, cost which is already sunk into it, which you know, which is already there. We have you know, because we have already spent something on it, we feel obliged to go with it. Or this can happen with a very uh, you know, with, with an you know, uh, you know, going for a movie which is you know very bad. We do not we do not even like the movie, but since we have bought the ticket and we have come here, we just sit through the movie, even though we can do a, bit, a number of good things, which uh, you know, with the same time, uh, you know, we we sit through the movie because we have you know we have some kind of an investment made in that and this can happen with shares or, or mutual funds or any kind of investments also you know we stay invested or we make more investments just because or, or the major factor driving our decision to stay invested or make invested may make new investment is that we have already invested something on it and we don't want to uh, you know uh, uh, we, don't, we don't want to feel uh, you know that we have made a wrong decision uh, and this can many times lead to bigger losses, uh, even if we don't, uh, you know, uh, if we don't realize that, uh, you know, we are staying invested because of this sunk cost fallacy. Another important fallacy is something called a familiarity bias, which is uh, a tendency to uh, stick to stocks that are familiar to us or stick to things or, uh, you know, the, uh, you uh, Familiarity bias happens when uh, when we like something because it is familiar for us, and we make decisions be, you know, based on this familiarity. So there can be a company from which we buy products, or uh, there can be a company uh, to which we are uh, you know we are we are related to some some form in some form. Maybe we work for them, or maybe we have seen their ads many times. We have maybe we have seen their name many play in many places. So it is familiar to you and this familiarity makes you uh, take a decision to buy their stocks or stay invested in them or, you know, invest in their IPO. Even though the fundamentals of the company are very weak and the chances of getting a loss from this investment is high, we go with the decision because of this familiarity. That's where familiarity bias happens. Now, there is something, uh, you know, uh, which is mainly emotional and a bias which is mainly emotional but we don't uh, uh, realize as such is something called a status quo bias and a status quo bias is a preference for the current state of affairs. and this can happen in many places you know even with your routines your health behavior your exercise routine your diet a lot of things uh, you know a lot of decisions in our daily life are made on the base of this status quo bias and Status quo bias can be a reason behind, you know, people refusing to uh, rethink their investment strategies, people, uh, you know, refusing to diversify, people refusing to sell a stock, which is, uh, you know, which is obviously going to uh, give them losses. Uh, A lot of decisions, uh, you know, financial decisions can be based on something called status quo bias. And since these biases, most of them are, uh, you know, they operate at an emotional level. We actually take decisions based on these biases, and later we find excuses to rationalize those decisions. That's what—that's how they work in in most cases. Another important cognitive bias is something called bandwagon effect, which again is not exclusively to, to the financial areas. You know, it can happen in any, any uh, walk of life. Bandwagon effect happens when, when we do something because everyone else seems to be doing the same thing. Now it has to be stressed that you know it is not that everybody else is doing something. We think or we feel that everybody else is also doing something, so we go with a with a decision. Now this can happen in in, in you know many of our purchase decisions. Even uh, you know uh, you know many of the advertising campaigns are designed in a way that you know they they you uh, know in, in in a way as to uh, you know trigger this uh, bandwagon effect in us. You know to make us feel that everybody is doing. Us, and we have something called a fear of missing out uh, you know we don't want to miss out and we also jump into the bandwagon now this happens with uh, many uh, ipos many many new uh you know new mutual funds a lot of things you know uh, in the financial market and outside the financial markets uh, bandwagon effect can have a very you know a very big influence on our decisions another thing uh which is uh, extensively used in in the marketing field there is something called an anchoring effect uh, anchoring effect happens when when our decisions or our cognition our thought processes are uh, Uh, you know, are tied to an arbitrary figure, you know, an offer price that we see, a percentage discount offer that we see, or a striked out MRP in in a shopping website, you know, uh, something that is actually, you know, the MRP is 5,000 and they are giving it to you for 1,500 or uh, 1,099 or 999. So this striked out figure, you know, which is obviously a larger figure, you know, it gets into a mind. It gets anchored, and you compare the the current price to this strike-out figure. And we don't know whether you know there is actually an MRP like that or some you know or something. But you know, you get anchored. Your thoughts get anchored to that higher uh, figure. And when you buy something, you get a feeling that you are getting a bargain. Uh, you know, even, even though it may not be actually so. And uh, this happens in all kind of bargainings where you know uh, where a seller puts a very high price to start the bargaining and, uh, and this is done to give the buyer a feeling of uh, you know, getting something at a very lower price than the initial price, even though this initial figure may not have anything to do with the actual value of what is being uh, bargained. And uh, uh, anchoring effect can happen uh, with with our portfolios. You know, we may get anchored to a current market price or current trading price of a share, even though there has been a very sharp increase in the prices recently. Uh, even though the share may not have an in, an intrinsic value, uh, so, you know, anywhere near to this uh, the figure that you saw. But when you see a figure and then you see that the share is you know, the share price is going down from what you were anchored to. Or you know it's going down from the values you saw initially. You may have you know may you may take a split second decision to buy the uh, you know buy the share, thinking that this is going down you know and this is you know the, uh, thinking that this is the right pri- time to uh, buy this stock. Now this this is how the anchoring effect can uh, have an effect on our uh, purchase decisions and all. And as I already said, these are not an exclusive list of cognitive biases that can have an effect on our financial decisions. But all these can have a, a very important uh, effect on how we make purchase decisions or financial decisions or investment decisions. and. Uh, one important way of avoiding or trying to avoid these cognitive biases is to be aware of them. Uh, You know, we need to be aware that many decisions that we take uh, with regard to financials in in investment or in, 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 in any kind of decisions can be influenced heavily by these cognitive biases. And being aware of them is one of the major You know, things or one of the uh, best things that we can do to counteract the effect of these cognitive biases in our decisions. Uh, Thanks for listening. That's all about you know some of the major cognitive biases that can happen in uh, share markets and in financial decisions. Thank you.